In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good afternoon. It's uh, Father Tom today. Glad to be with you. We're going to be looking at 2 Samuel chapter 5. Then all the tribes of Israel came to David at Hebron and said, Look, we are your bone and your flesh. For some time while Saul was king, this is not Paul, this is Saul, the king in the Old Testament, was king over us. It was you who led out Israel and brought it in. The Lord said to you, it is you who shall be shepherd of my people Israel. We remember David was a literal shepherd and that he becomes a king that is to shepherd his people, Israel. And we remember Jesus saying, I am the good shepherd. My sheep know my voice, and they follow me. Oh, yes. I hope that Jesus would say to me, you're a good shepherd who shepherds my people and who loves them. Let's continue. You who shall be ruler over Israel, David, so that all the elders of Israel came to the king at Hebron, and King David made a covenant with them at Hebron. What do you think they did? They sacrificed animals. The whole thing of a covenant, covenant is cut a covenant before the Lord. They anointed David king over Israel. David was 30 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 40 years. At Hebron, he reigned over Judah seven years, six months. At Jerusalem, he reigned over all of Israel and Judah 33 years. So we see that David becomes the king because he was the anointed of the Lord. Let's continue. Chapter 6, 2 Samuel. David again gathered all the chosen men of Israel, 30,000. David and all the people with him went out and went to Baal Judah to bring up from there the ark of God which is called by the name of the Lord of hosts the ark of the covenant who was enthroned on the cherubim the presence of God was above the wings of the cherubim the presence of God we remember when they were blessing the new temple that the priests could not enter into the Holy of Holies, for the glory of God filled them, and they fell on their faces. They carried the ark of God on a new cart, 
and brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill Uzzah and Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, were driving the new cart with the ark of God, and Ohio went in front of the ark. David and all the house of Israel were dancing before the Lord with all their might, with songs and lyres and harps and tambourines, castanets and cymbals. They're having a party. They're bringing the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem, which is their capital. When they came in the threshing floor of Nacon, Uzzah reached out his hand to the Ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen shook it. The anger of the Lord was enkindled against Uzzah, and God struck him there because he reached out his hand to the ark. Only the priest could touch the ark. Only the priest could touch the ark. Oh, yes. So Uzzah died. David was angry because the Lord had burst forth with an outburst upon Uzzah. So they place, so that place is called Perez Uzzah to this day. David was afraid of the Lord that day, and he said, How can the ark of the Lord come into my care? So David was unwilling to take the ark of the Lord into his care to the city of David. Instead, David took it to the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite. I tell you, Obed-Edom becomes so enamored of the ark of the covenant and the presence of God that after the ark goes to Jerusalem, he becomes a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. The ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite three months, and the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and his household. What did he bless them with? Exactly, children. His wife was pregnant. His goods increased, but his wife was pregnant. Today, we don't see pregnancy as the gift most people. They see it, well, I have to be there bringing them up for 18 years. I tell you, the greatest gift that God gives is the gift of children. The greatest gift that God gives is the gift of children. It was told King David, the Lord has blessed the household of Obed-Edom and all the belongings of his because the ark of God was there. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with rejoicing. And when those who bore the ark of the Lord had gone six paces, he sacrificed an ox and a fatling. David danced before the Lord with all his might. David was girded with the linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. My Lord, 
These are festivities. This is the presence of God coming into Jerusalem. The presence that we have, the presence of God in the Word of God and in the Eucharist. Just imagine the Eucharist. Jesus said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. He also said, you must be born again. But he said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. I tell you, when we celebrate the Eucharist, the presence of God is there for us. For us and for all the church, we celebrate it in union with the whole church, especially with the church that's persecuted. As the Ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael, the daughter of Saul, was the king. He used to be king. Looked out the window and saw David leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. They were married. They brought in the Ark of the Lord and set it in the place and instead the tent that David had pitched for it. And David offered burnt offerings and offerings of well-being before the Lord. When David had finished offering burnt offerings and the offerings of well-being, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts, distributed food among all the peoples, the whole multitude of Israel, both men and women, to each a cake of bread, a portion of meat, and a cake of raisins. I tell you, there must have been a lot of bread, a lot of meat that day. Then all the people went back to their homes. But David returned to bless his household. But Michael, or Michael, the daughter of the king who used to be King Saul, came out to meet David and said, How the king of Israel honored himself today, uncovering himself today before the eyes of his servants, before the eyes of his maids, as a vulgar fellow might shamelessly uncover himself. David said to Michael and Michael, it was before the Lord who chose me in place of your father Saul and all his household to appoint me as prince over Israel, the people of the Lord, and I have danced before the Lord. I make myself yet more contemptible than this, and I will be abased in my own eyes, but by the maids of whom you have spoken, by them I shall be held in honor. And Michael and Michael, the daughter of Saul, had no child to the day of her death. You see, the blessing of children, the child was a blessing. Michael, because she disdained David dancing and jumping, clad very loosely, she said, you're vulgar. Who are you before your people, before your maids, before your slaves. You made yourself crazy. But David said, no, I must, and I had to do it this way. Chapter 7. 
Now when the king was settled in his house, and the Lord had given him rest from all his enemies around, the king said to the prophet Nathan, See now, I am living in a house of cedar, but the ark of God, the ark of the covenant, stays in a tent. Nathan said to the king, Go do all that you have in mind, for the Lord is with you. In other words, you can build a house for the Lord. But that same night, the word of the Lord came to Nathan. Go and tell my servant David. Thus says the Lord, Are you going to build me a house to live in? I have not lived in a house since the day I brought up the people of Israel from Egypt to this day. But I have been moving about in a tent and in a tabernacle. Wherever I was moved about among all the people of Israel, did I ever speak a word with any of tribal leaders of Israel whom I commend as shepherds of my people, saying, Why have you not built me a house of cedar? I've never asked for a house. I never asked for a house of cedar. That was not my wish. My wish was that you would continue to worship in my presence. That's my wish. Now, therefore, thus you shall say to my servant David, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the pasture, from following the sheep, to be a prince over my people Israel. And I have been with you wherever you went, and have cut off all your enemies from before you. And I will make for you a great name. God is going to make David a house, like the name of your great ones of the earth. And I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and I will plant them so that they may live in their own place and be not disturbed no more with evildoers that would afflict them and more as formerly it happened. From the time that I appointed judges over my people Israel, I will give you rest from your enemies. Moreover, the Lord declares to you that the Lord will make you a house, a posterity. You're not going to build me a house. I'm going to make you a house, and from your loins the Messiah shall be born in Bethlehem. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The Lord says, don't build me a house. I'm going to make you a house, a dynasty, a dynasty from the loins of David. I will raise up your offspring after you who shall come forth from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name. That's Solomon, the son of David. And I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be a father to him, and he shall be a son to me. When he commits iniquity, I will punish him with a rod such as mortals use, with blows inflicted by human beings. But I will not take away my steadfast love from him, 
my chesed love from him, as I took it from Saul, whom I put away from before you. Your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever in accordance with the words, with all his vision. Nathan spoke to David. Then King David went in and sat before the Lord and said, Who am I before, O Lord God? And what is my house that you have brought me thus far? And yet this was a small thing. This was a small thing in your eyes, O Lord God. You have spoken of your servant's house for a a great while to come. May this be instruction for the people, O Lord God. And what more can David say to you? For you know your servant, O Lord God. Because of your promise and according to your own heart, you have wrought all this greatness so that your servant may know it. Therefore you are great, O Lord. You are great, O Lord God. For there is no one like you, and there is no God besides you, according to all that you have heard with your ears. Who is like your people? Who is like your people, like Israel? Is there another nation on earth whose God went to redeem it as a people and to make a name for himself, doing great and awesome things for them by driving out before the people nations and their gods, and you establish your people Israel for yourself to be your people forever. And you, O Lord, became their God. And now, O Lord, as your word that you have spoken concerning your servant and concerning his house, confirm it forever. Do as you have promised. Thus your name will be magnified forever. In this saying, the Lord of hosts is the God over Israel and the God of the house of your servant David will be established before you. For you, O Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, have made this revelation to your servant, saying, I will build you a house. Therefore your servant has found courage to pray this prayer to you. And now, O Lord God, you are God and your words are true, and you have promised this good thing to your servant. Now, therefore, may it please you to bless the house of your servant, so that it may continue forever before you. For you, O Lord God, have people with you, O Lord God, have blessed your people with blessing. Shall the house of your servant be blessed forever? For the house of the servant, for your house of your servant will be blessed forever. This is true. Already the Jewish people have appointed people whose last names, I don't know what they are, are the priests, Kohen, 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 are the priests of the Lord. They are getting ready to build the second or the third temple that's uh, going to be a hard thing to do because of the Muslim buildings that are there.
I'm looking at Psalm 40. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined his ear to my cry. He drew me up from the desolate pit out of the miry bog, and he set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. This is my psalm. This is what God has done in my life. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined, inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up out of the desolate pit, out of the miry bog, and set my feet upon a rock, Christ Jesus, asking my steps, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Thanks be to God. Many have seen through my preaching in the name of Jesus, by the grace of God, have come to know Jesus. But I was the one in the miry bog that he took out and put my feet upon a rock and gave me a new song. Happy are those who make the Lord their trust, who do not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after false gods. You are multiplied, O Lord, by God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts toward us. None can compare with you. Were I to proclaim and tell of them, they would be more than can be counted. The attributes of God would be more than could be counted. Oh, yes, it's all said in the word chesed. Chesed, the favor of the Lord, the good counsel of the Lord. Verse 6, sacrifice and offering you do not desire, but you have given me an open ear. Burnt offering and sin offerings you have not required. Then I said, here I am in the scroll of the book. It is written of me. I delight to do your will, O God. I delight to do the will of God because that's where the life is. It's in the will of God. Your law is within my heart. I have told the glad news of deliverance in the great congregation. See, I have not restrained my lips, as you, O Lord, know. I have not hidden your saving help within my heart. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your steadfast love and your faithfulness from the great congregation. Do not, O Lord, withhold your mercy from me. Let your steadfast love and your faithfulness, that has said, keep me safe forever. For evils have encompassed me without number. My iniquities have overtaken me until I cannot see. They are more than the hairs of my head, and my heart fails me. Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. Let all those be put to shame and confusion who snatch away my life. Let those be turned back and brought to dishonor who desire my hurt. Let those be appalled because of their shame 
who say to me, Aha, aha. But many who seek you rejoice and are glad in you. May those who love your salvation say continually, Great is the Lord. As for me, I am poor and needy, that's for sure. But the Lord takes thought of me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, O God. I tell you that 40th Psalm is my Psalm. I said, by the grace of God, by the grace of God. Are you waiting for the Lord to come to you? Just give him your heart and tell him that you love him. I love you, Jesus. I give you my heart. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.